Your trash can smells like bananas. It's pleasant. Oh, well, I'm, I'm so glad that my trash can <laughs> smell good. My trash can smells terrible, so. Well, I think, I don't. I don't think it's a product. I don't know. Can we talk about how controversial um, those scented gr- like uh, oh garbage God. bags are? I like, I feel ridiculous. like I want I want them because it's like I I too want my trash to not smell like trash. Mm-hmm. But somehow but it doesn't work. It's just flowers plus trash. I know somehow it combines. Which is worse. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it works like that. Way worse. I don't know. Okay. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Deviled Egg Podcast. Hello, this is Katie, your Bama Bell, and Summer, your Carolina Pearl, and uh, this is this is our podcast where we basically try to come to terms with our southern roots <laughs> and uh, be good people who are proud of our raising, but also fully admit that it's problematic. Yes, and <laughs> uh, one of those problematic topics that we're going to be talking about today is beauty pageants because we really just wanted to get as the maximum amount of hate mail we could possibly get within like the one first season of a podcast Here's so the, here we are if you're gonna listen to our podcast you need to know that, that <laughs> we are gonna hit the hard subjects yes okay and the hard subjects include beauty pageants yes for yes sure. and uh what does it when we say beauty pageants we're not talking like Honey boo boo. Yeah, I, I feel like unless you're from the the south, that's gonna be the image that you get. You're gonna picture all the TLC shows. You're gonna toddlers and tiaras, and that's not really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could literally do like write a whole. There, I'm sure is a book about the different types of beauty pageants. So, what you see on toddlers and tiaras is what we refer to as pro am, mm-hmm. and like those are pageants with like tropical in the title mm-hmm. uh, miss tropical whatever anyway we're not talking about that today we are talking about your standard like miss usa miss america miss universe miss worlds and all of the community and festival pageants that go underneath that and i i have to say that there is certainly a um there's a stigma with one one is classy and one is trashy um, and based on the TLC shows, I'll let you guess which one is trashy. We will definitely leave that up to the listener to yeah. decide for themselves. You but decide for yourself. Summer, I really want to hear about your first time because I, I know this story and I cannot wait for you to tell the story. But what was your, tell me about your first pageant. So, what was it like? Um, my first pageant, I, uh, did not actually even walk on stage because I was so young. <laughs> I think I was, I don't know, I was probably like one if that my sister was competing and so I think my mom just entered me as well but there was literally a baby category Mm -hmm. I was in the baby category so she carried me out on stage in my little frilly outfit so obviously I don't remember were you christened in that outfit it probably (laughs) probably yeah baptized christened so that one doesn't really count but the one the first one that I remember is Miss Watermelon World oh wow yeah Miss Watermelon World and um (laughs) If you won Miss Watermelon World, you had to spit a watermelon seed. But of like, course. Yes. That's just what you would think, it's your right? your crowning moment. <laughs> and I actually, I have a picture somewhere of, I'm older at this point. I'm like 12. I'm on a family vacation. But I'm wearing, <laughs> pr- proudly wearing my Miss Watermelon World t-shirt. Like Miss Watermelon World 98 or something t-shirt. Um, yeah, that's my first, you know, beauty pageant memory <laughs> Did you win? Did you have to spit watermelon seeds? Uh, I did not. 
I oh. did. I did not win. I think you you missed bullet or seed. I maybe I should say dodge. <laughs> dodge that seed. Dodge that one. Oh, what God. about you? Your oh, first pageant oh, experience. Man. Uh, so I wasn't a baby, thankfully, um, but I was at the very old age of five, <laughs> which I mean, to the listener out there, um, this is pretty normal. Like you, pageants in the South start fairly early. You can start as early as like my colleague across the microphone here said, you know, as a baby, uh, five is actually pretty old to be getting into the pageant scene, but I was wearing my pink Easter dress Aww. with my little lace socks. Aww. I know. Your was, white patent shoes. I know. That was very cute. Aww. I was very cute. And at the time, uh, when I was a child, I had this really beautiful blonde mixture of hair that kind of went from between platinum and honey and it had ringlets at the bottom. So it was pretty adorable. Uh, I don't know what happened, obviously. <laughs> age. Age has done. No, it's good. We're joking. But anyway, we were there. And I remember, I don't even know how my mom found out about this. But she put maybe the the littlest bit of lipstick on me and maybe some mascara. Like, I can't even because remember. Because you were five. Yes, but that's what you should do. <laughs> right. No one should be putting on a full face of makeup at I like how we're old. talking about your mom. Like, what was she thinking? Well, Only putting a little lipstick. <laughs> but at the time, I remember looking around the room to other five-year-olds who were getting dressed into the most age inappropriate outfits and like had their hair done and this makeup and I remember thinking like I don't look like them I don't think I'm gonna do well and when you know I did not win obviously of course you didn't of course I did you were wearing an Easter dress I was and you had no coat whatsoever none I had my mom who told me to go stand in three points and turn around so at least I knew like that was part of (laughs) it but I remember sobbing on my way home and it crushed me and then that was like the first time in my life where I was like oh this is what it's like to, yeah. to like rejection at five. No five year old should be experienced. It's crazy. That. And even as someone like I did a lot of pageants. I did a lot of pageants, and I. Just, How many pageants did you do? Uh, summer. I did seventeen between the ages of like infant, I guess, and oh. thirteen. <laughs> I did my last pageant at thirteen, but I remember so clearly the absolute just horrific feeling in the pit of your stomach when you would lose Mm -hmm. and the ways in which for the next forever I don't know month longer than that your whole childhood you think about the ways that you weren't good enough Mm -hmm. you think about the girls who did win and you're comparing yourself and well if I do it you know better next time or different next time and then and you've got adults telling you that like even not just my mom telling me that but other pageant mothers coming up to you and being like you did really well you should be so proud of yourself next time just do x y and z Mm -hmm. and maybe you'll get further and it's this just constant barrage of like you're not good enough you you don't compare. Right. And it's something you didn't really even want to do anyway. It's it's not right. consensual. <laughs> consensual, you know? Yeah. And that's really my my first and biggest issue with beauty pageants is mm-hmm. the consent factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's important for me to just say right off the bat that, like, I don't have any problem with women who compete in beauty pageants. If you're here to hear some lady bashing, well, you're out of luck. <laughs> you're the wrong podcast. Please right. check into a different one, not this one. Because if you're over the age of consent and yeah. you are proud of what the good Lord and yo mama and yo I was in the gym gave you, then you get on that stage, honey. And, and it's not even those three things. Like the women who are of consenting age and compete in these larger pageants like the Miss Americas and the Miss mm-hmm. USAs these are amazing women yes incredible women like so smart ridiculously smart talented so Inc- many volunteer hours mm-hmm. so many charities they are top of their classes and they're not they're lawyers 
They're doctors. Chemists. Chemists. Yeah. Like rocket scientists. Literally rocket scientists. Yeah. yeah. And they're all incredible women. And you, for me and Summer both, we're never going to diminish anyone's desire to want to do these, right? We're not going to sit here and hate on anything, anyone for wanting to do this. What I think we will say is that um, being from the South and now being an adult and living through this, maybe there were some things that retroactively should have been done differently. I'm going to come right out and say it. The grooming was weird. It was very weird. <laughs> like, goodness. And it's not just us. This is, this is, we're talking about it in the Southern Starter Kit because oh, this yes. is a universal experience for most women or girls. I'm, it's not women it's girls in the mm -hmm. southeast like it's so weird that you have these really young girls mm -hmm. so you were five and most of my like my pageant like my real pageant heyday was between the ages of like nine and 13 that's when yep. I did the majority of them and you're paraded out on stage literally compared directly compared in these categories which included you know of course your your dress which is the beauty category and you had interview mm -hmm. and um talent and of course the weirdest which is swimsuit i'm like Ugh. it's a prepubescent body yeah like what are you looking for it's gross it's, it's we're just so gonna say gross. it's gross and then what's even more bizarre and terrible and honestly just grotesque is that they're evaluated we're evaluated on by like old white dudes yes like old car salesmen and middle-aged like, straight <sighs> white men yeah and so and, gross and yeah. maybe you might get a couple of females you might get um like a former winner maybe yeah. uh you mentioned the what the weather lady the weather lady <laughs> the weather yes. lady you that might be one yeah of them. you might have the he's not gay he's just fabulous <laughs> local forest yeah. Um, and don't worry, we're going to do an episode on, on that as well. But it's it's just such a weird, it is mm -hmm. so weird. Like, looking back on it, it seems like a Twilight Zone episode. Like, how mm -hmm. did we get to the point where we are like, yes, it's appropriate to take seven-year-olds and give them these insane hairstyles and wearing fake eyelashes and put them in a tanning bed and get fake teeth when their baby teeth fall out because heaven forbid they go on stage with you know missing a tooth how could they would they be less than perfect and then to spend thousands thousands of dollars thousands at for the dress and the shoes and the hair and everything going into it like it is exorbitantly expensive um and I, it brings up to another issue. Like, yes, sometimes you do get scholarships. All the ones, <laughs> most of the ones I did, I competed in had some kind of scholarship component to it. But sometimes you don't. And you've just spent all of this money really at the end of the day to be told that you were the prettiest princess. Yeah, that's that's basically it. And, and for my pageants, a lot of the times the way that the pageant was funded was contestants were expected to sell ad space in the program so mm -hmm. that when people came to the pageant and they got the program for the pageant it would have, have advertisements in it and that's how they paid mm -hmm. to put on the pageant that's how they paid for everything and so sometimes you didn't even get scholarships you just get like something that was gifted from a sponsor so here's like a nine-year-old who wins and it's like she's won 
$50 worth of Mary Kay products. <laughs> oh my God, Mary so Kay products. It's so the South. Right? The time we grew up. Oh my God. Oh, and lawn services for three months. And you're like, what every seven-year-old wants. Yes, that that is it. It is not a Barbie uh, Jeep. No. It is not anything like that. It is definitely And you spend thousands. And even if you're in a pageant where you get a scholarship, you get maybe a hundred dollar savings bond maybe three hundred dollars if it was like somebody really funded that pageant you know yeah and it just never it never compares to how much money you spend doing it thankfully when I was doing it when I was a teen I had a friend of mine or she wasn't really a friend she was a girl I danced with maybe I should say but she did the Miss America uh, circuit and Miss Alabama Miss America circuit and she let me use all of her old dresses and that was the reason that was the reason why I could afford to compete I just couldn't have afforded any other way because these were thousand dollar gowns. Oh yeah, like just incredible that I just never would have been able to afford. But they were amazing, and um, even like when I was fifteen, doing you know some of these were really meant for someone who was twenty, and I was wearing something a little bit older, but it really fit in because, of course, we're putting seven year olds in like plunging V necks and oh, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. So really, it, it's that. What's your weirdest pageant experience? <laughs> That oh, good, man. huh? That, no, you caught me off laugh. guard. Now I'm trying to think about like what my weirdest experience was. It's really hard to single out just one because it's literally it's it's the Twilight Zone. Like it I is, said. it is, and you think so weird. You think like you hear stories about it, and I, even as an adult, talking to people who are not in the South, not from the South, and they would hear it and they look at me like. Um, are you okay? I'm sorry. Did you, did you survive? <laughs> are you? Do you need? Do you need to talk to someone? Right. And and I'm like well, more than you know. You don't even understand. <laughs> there has been a lot of therapy in in this in this brain yes. and getting me to where I am. And pageants don't even begin to yeah. start the unraveling that. I can't say my most awkward pageant experience was I showed up to do a pageant that I. Because you know the girls that you do these pageants yeah. with. Like, it's a circuit. It's a season. So, you know, you're going to do pageants every other weekend. And it's with the same, you know, 5 to 16 girls. And, you know, you all kind of know each other, know of mm-hmm. each other. Um, but so I showed up to a pageant. I think it was the Miss Lake Norman pageant <laughs> in North Carolina. Um, and... I don't know what happened. I think there was bad weather, if I remember correctly. It doesn't matter. But it was me and one other girl. Mm-hmm. It was only the two of us. And a pageant where there's no. only two of you in a oh, category no. <laughs> was terrible. And her parents were very wealthy, and they knew the judges. So mm-hmm. I was just screwed from the outset. Like, yeah. there was no winning. You were already first runner-up. But we had paid. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about, you pay all this money. And you're not just paying for all of the things you need to compete. You also pay to compete. You pay to enter the pageant. So mm-hmm. it was like we'd already spent the money. And I was very sensitive about money growing up because we didn't have a lot of it. And yeah. I used to feel so bad that, you know, being lower middle class that we – that I was taking up money on something mm-hmm. like pageants. But my mom really wanted me to do it. And I wanted to win. So it was like, okay, we'll do it. So I go to this pageant. And I felt like I did really well. And we get up to the crowning, to the, when they present the awards. And she won every category. <gasps> no. I had oh. to stand on that stage. And it was just me and her. Two tiny little, I think I was like 10 at the time. So two tiny little 10-year-olds. And it was like, best interview, her. 
<laughs> best talent, her. Best beauty, her. Oh, no. First runner-up, you. <laughs> Winner, her. Like, it was literally, like, nobody even clapped. It was that bad. Like, it was so awkward and terrible. And I remember actually finding it a little funny. Thank God I was a weird kid and, like... Things didn't hit me the same way they hit everyone else because that is crushing. Yeah, I mean, to I'm sorry if you if you are listening and you have gone through this experience yourself, we're really sorry. It's probably you are not alone. Yeah, you are not alone. But Thankfully, yeah. that pageant did not include the Miss Congeniality category because I would have just <laughs> you would have won. I would have won, and I would have been like, I hate all of you. <laughs> like Carrie. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Let me God. be, if you don't understand, Miss Congeniality is, is probably the worst. So here's the thing <laughs> about Miss Congeniality. It is this person with the nicest personality. So by winning it, essentially, you are telling someone you have a good personality. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you don't enter a beauty contest where you are uh, evaluated on your ability to uh, be beautiful because you have a good personality <laughs> and it is no one wants to be that girl and if you were that girl I was there once too and I get it um but when you are you clock in a, at a tight five seven when you're 12 years old and everyone you're competing against is maybe five feet tall like you just like there are a few few, few options but anyway yeah. I uh, I won't, I remember one time where I was um, in a pageant and there they called of course it was pageant season so all of us are doing this together and there was one girl who was called first runner up and I knew I had killed it I knew that my talent was awesome my interview had, I had smoked my interview and like I looked great I had this great pink dress it, oh, it's man. still one of my favorite dresses and the dresses. moment that they announced that yeah. first runner up and it's not you and you know that you killed it yeah, you're, you're like, like this crown is coming Yes, it's mine, and I didn't. Oh, and that was to me. That. I feel that in my stomach. When right, I say that. <laughs> you said that. You <laughs> literally like, feel it. Yeah, but I just and I think that was no, that was that was my last passion. Like I'm done with this. Like enough. I have been robbed too many times. Well, it's just like when you're five seven, you put on five inch heels and you tower over everyone. When like ever the person next to you is your height in heels, and it's just not a fair contest. But no, and you know what, I I have already talked about this. That I how many times I got first runner up. No, you have not. You have not mentioned the number of times. <laughs> no, not yet. So it's a running joke. I'm gonna commiserate as well. It's a running <laughs> joke in my family um, because I was in 17 pageants throughout my pageant career. And of those 17 pageants, I got first runner-up 16 times. Oh, I felt that one in my stomach. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with like how, how the placing goes for pageants like winning, so you've got the winner who wears the crown and the sash and everything, and then the second place, like the person who's right behind the winner, is called the first runner-up. And it's, it's really crushing because crushing. if you make it to first, the way they announce it is... It starts if it's if you've got at least ten girls in your category, mm -hmm. they'll start at fifth runner up, mm -hmm. and they announce it fifth runner up, blah blah blah, and everyone applauds. And it's not you, and you're like, Ooh, okay, I'm oh. still in it. All right, forget fourth <laughs> runner up. It's not you, and you're like, Ooh, we're getting closer. It's not me. I'm still in it. Okay, third runner up, blah blah, and you're like, oh, 
Ooh, I'm fanning myself. You can't see me, but I'm fanning myself. It's getting, it's getting warm in here. And then you get to second runner up and it's not you. And then it's only you and the other girl that did as well as you. And you know that one of the two of you is going to be wearing that crown home. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's got to be me, right? Come on. And they're like, first runner up. And they always do the long pause, first runner up. And then they say your name. And the girl who now knows that she's the winner is already crying and like, you know, fanning herself and doing the whole like, oh, thank you so much. But it's terrible. Thank it's you, Jesus. And I survived that 16 times. I don't know how you're still here today. I don't know. I'm made of iron. You are. When people like put me down, I'm like, that's. Cute. You do not understand. Yeah. I have I have been first runner up 16 times. And you know what? Yeah. No one who has not experienced a Southern beauty pageant <laughs> is going to know how true that is. And they're going to be like, this girl, she's made a steal. Yeah. You don't even want to mess with her. I pay dues that you can't even imagine. You don't even know. I have stood on stage and let creepy white dudes stare at me and tell me that I was first runner yes. up. Assign me a numerical value that was pretty good, but not good enough. <sighs> so horrible. So, you know, I, of course, after this, you never want to, you never want to be in a dress. Well, you, I mean, you want to get fancy or right? we still did prom and stuff like that, but like, you just don't want to do any of that ever again. And I mean, I've not really kept up that much in recent years with Miss USA, Miss Teen America, Miss Miss America, but I am actually looking forward to maybe watching it in the coming years. So I did a little bit of research before this episode just because obviously I did my last pageant when I was 13. So I've been Life has changed. Right? Since like then. I'm sure things have changed. Kind um, of. Yeah, <laughs> not, not a lot, but a little. But I was really actually kind of excited. Like beauty pageants have a long way to go and I have one other little um irk that I want to get to um regarding beauty pageants but I do have to give credit where credit's due and say that there are so many more minorities and Mm -hmm. especially gorgeous black women competing in pageants today I'm so excited um and when I was doing the research I saw that five of the biggest titles like uh Miss Teen USA, Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Universe, Miss World are all beautiful black women. And three of those women won their crown while rocking their natural hair. And that That is amazing. It was such a huge moment. I was so proud and happy to think that we've got that kind of representation in mm-hmm. the beauty pageant world now that little girls who are sitting at home with their natural hair um, can turn on the television and see these amazingly beautiful women mm-hmm. rock their natural hair and be told you are more beautiful mm-hmm. than the 50 most beautiful women from mm-hmm. the states of America. Yes. you. And so going back at home, you know, watching on TV, that matters. To, to little girls, it matters that they are told I am in a beautiful just the way I am and here I have a representation to prove it. So... It's just, I'm really excited to see maybe where we're going to go, but I'm glad the field has gotten more accessible. Me too, but it's funny you use the word accessible because that is my second, like, biggest issue. I um, am going to school to earn my degree in occupational therapy to become an occupational therapist. Yay! Yay, Yay, OT! I'm not clapping because the microphone would be be (laughs) far too loud. Super loud. Um, and OT is a huge scope of practice. A lot of people don't know what it is, and I literally could not cover the scope of practice in this podcast. It would be 17 hours long. But essentially, what occupational therapists do is we work with people who have a disability, any type of disability, mm-hmm. visible, invisible, mental, physical, it doesn't matter. And we help them to find ways to participate 
in a life that is fulfilling for them. So if their disability is keeping them from doing something that they really want to do, an OT will figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. If that means a trip to Home Depot to build something that doesn't exist so that they have access to something they need, Mm -hmm. um, if it means petitioning, if it means teaching them anything that needs to be done. And I think about all these um, kids that I come into contact with through my education and learning and the little girls who have cerebral palsy. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they're young and they can still walk, they they walk with an abnormal gait or they have to have crutches or maybe little girls who are in a wheelchair um, because they have spina bifida or something mm-hmm. like that or girls who have bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. cleft palate, Down syndrome, like all of these people who are different physically or mentally and I really wish that there was space for them. I think that beauty pageants can be so patronizing to people with disabilities. Without a doubt. Like I remember if a a deaf girl was going like competing showed Mm -hmm. up and of course being deaf in a beauty pageant is the ideal disability because you're still beautiful. It's mm-hmm. not it's not visible in any way and mm-hmm. it makes you endearing, but you know you're still very smart and you tick all the boxes, right? Yep. Um, but still, when a girl with uh, that was deaf came to compete, it was like, oh, you might as well not compete because she's gonna win, right? Just that blatant tokenism, like just right, right out of the gate. And you're like, oh, and it's it's so wrong. But I think I think if we are where we are now, that there might be some hope in the future like I'm really I'm looking forward to I hope Miss America Miss USA Miss Universe um Miss Teen American and the you know the equivalent uh teen placements obviously I really hope they get there I I'd love to see that I would love to see Miss America who's by spina bifida like that would be absolutely incredible to me because these pageants are meant to celebrate a woman who's a community leader someone who's incredibly brilliant who's just an exceptional talent and we have that in all forces. And I think so long as we are investing in diversity, so long as we are making sure that we're keeping that in the forefront of what we're doing, we're going to honor the most beautiful woman that we can possibly find. I think we will. And I think we will because with each generation that passes, the women who win these pageants tend to continue yeah. to invest in them as they get older. So they yeah. become the women that are planning the pageants yeah. they become the pageant directors and I think with each generation we're getting a little better yeah I think when you look back it was like you could be in a beauty pageant if you were beautiful thin and the career that you wanted allowed you to still be a, a good wife and mother yes right like exactly. that was and I'm talking like back in the 80s <clears throat> it was uh, like 90s 90 true even in the 90s it's like you have to be you have to want to be a teacher or like mm. something where you can still be a mom and you can be a nurse like nurse was the most like edgy yes. thing that you could be yeah yeah um, shout out to the girl that I was in a pageant with once who was older than me. I think she was in the teen category and she straight up came on stage and was like, uh, I want to be a fireman. Nice. Yes. That's amazing. And she actually had a story. She, I think her brother was a volunteer fireman and he was training her. I mean, and she was beautiful and she was jacked as well. <laughs> like if anybody, but yeah, shout out to whoever you are. You probably don't even know who you are because you don't know who I am, but I still remember you. You made an impression but on me. But if you do remember Summer <laughs> yes. and you would like to, we, we just hope you really became the fire I woman. Do. That, is it is it fireman or firewoman? Fire person fire maybe. Person. I don't know. Fire it, that's bordering on like weird PC-ness for me. But I don't know. I mean, if, if it matters, I, I support it. But I think with every 
generation, we're getting closer and closer because now you have women, like we said before, mm-hmm. who are, you know, rocket scientists and yeah. lawyers and doctors and all these things, women who want things, women who aren't talking about having kids or getting married or like what the perfect date is. Yep. There has to be a Miss Congeniality movie uh, reference in here. April 25th? April 25th? 25th? Is it 25th? Sorry, I got married on the 23rd, so I think oh, perfect date is Oh, that off. is the most perfect date. It is cute. We'll have to post about that later, but... Anyway, I think this wraps up beauty pageants. It does. Yeah. And another thing we're going to say before we sign off here, we are not hating on people who do beauty pageants. That is not our MO at Absolutely all. Absolutely not. Actually, and in fact, I feel, I mean, it's 2020, which means the world is on fire. <laughs> who knows what's happening? So I don't know that we'll have pageants this year. Uh, definitely, I hope we do not have in-person pageants this year. Um, but maybe next year we'll have a pageant watching party. It would be the first pageant I have watched since I participated in them. So uh, maybe I'll give it a second chance. Maybe We'll let you know. We'll keep you posted on that. But I am interested to see what they do with a virtual pageant, if even that's a thing. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how they're going to do that. But anyway... Take good care. Thanks for listening, guys. And we've said a lot of things in this podcast that are very um, pageant industry oriented. We will post about them. Do not worry. It will be entertainment for you for the entire week until we get to next week. And we are going to be proceeding on in this Southern Starter Kit. Talking yeah. about Seersucker, Lily Pulitzer, Me Church, Monograms. Oh, yeah, Church. Oh, Church. Mm. Football. I mean, obviously, football has, like, got 17 subcategories. Yeah, I said Church. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Follow us on all our social medias at The Deviled Egg Podcast. Our intro and outro song is the acoustic version of Faith by Galantis and Dolly Parton, featuring Mr. Props. It's available for download now on all music apps.